should. Maybe he's got past his best before date, I think. 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 14. I love this scripture. It says, now thanks be to God. Who always leads us, leads us. One translation says, in triumphant procession. You know, I believe God wants you to walk forward in triumphant procession. Procession, that's the word. That is a word, isn't it? Uh, procession, moving forward. And thanks be to God who always, 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 sometimes we live our Christian life without the always in our walk with God. And God thinking like God is seasonal or God is cultural or God is, um, you know, emotional. Or God is, it doesn't feel like it's sort of God. He says, the Bible says that, now thanks be to God who always, who always leads us, leads us in triumph in Christ. He always leads us in triumphant procession or always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us, oh, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. So as we walk through life, you know, we need to be understand that he is a God who is always going to lead us in triumph in Christ. Amen? And diffuses the fragrance of who he is. Christ in us, the hope of glory. And when we walk through the streets, when we go about our daily work, whatever it might be, you know, he, the Bible says that he will always lead us in triumph. That we will always be able to walk in victory. We will always be able to walk with a testimony, with the power of God working through us because he has a purpose for us. Amen? Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. How many of you know the knowledge of God, the knowledge of Christ needs to be diffused in every place? Needs to be spread apart, needs to be, you know, broken up, needs to be. To make effective. You know, we are the carriers of his presence. We are the carriers of his knowledge. We are the carriers of the power of the kingdom of heaven. He says he will always lead us in triumph. See, God always is leaving, leading us in triumph. He's always wanting us to live life forward. You know, we, we, we look back for encouragement, not with regrets. See, if we are always looking back with regret, at the times when I look back with regret, do you look back with regret sometimes? You know, because I wish I'd done this. I wish I made that decision. <laughs> now, we've been married for 41 years. I'm, I'm 25 years old. And a bit more. You know, but we, we look back on some of the things we've done in our life. We look back, so we, we, we move from, from one area to another area. And we lived there for a couple of years, I think it was. And who in the world would want to live on the top of a hill with our neighbors being the Brecon Beacon Mountains and, and the Mendip Hills the other side? And the wind came across there like a, like a well, when the wind blew, the carpet rose from the ground. And it wasn't the Holy Ghost. Because the wind would come in the house one door and go out the house the other door. And when we look back on that experience in life, we thought, you know, what did, what did we do that for? And do we look back at it with regret? Do we look back at it, you know, and, uh, and if we look back at things with regret all the time, 
We just live life discouraged. God doesn't want you to live life discouraged. See, we, we look back at those times and we, we look at, well, you know, maybe that's a stupid thing to do, but if we did it, we can't change it. And we look at the good that came out of it. And we look at what we learned in that season of our life. And we learn not to go back there again. <laughs> now, sometimes we do things that we regret and then somehow we seem to go back to them again. Why? Because they were familiar. Why? Because, you know, we felt like there was no pressure in that situation. We could just blob along through life. And not achieve anything. So many times we go back to those places that we, that we regret. Isn't it crazy? We regretted them. We recognized we made a stupid decision. But because of the sort of bent that we're towards and the, and the way that we live or how we sort of default back to, and it's like living on the end of a bungee run. We're running forward, in this, but we're tethered to this, ru- this elastic rope that when we get so far, you know, it's getting so hard, it's getting so hard, it's getting so hard, it's challenging, it's, we're having to make some different, different decisions, you know, things in life is changing a little, we're just trying, and all of a sudden, we just, oh, God, okay. I've been here before. Yeah. Life is to be lived forward. So if we're always looking back with regret, we'll live life constantly discouraged. But we'll also get discouraged if we assume that because we're Christians, that every step we take is ordained by God. The decision we made, we could have twisted it around and said, well, maybe God was in this. We moved to another area without a thought of where we were going to go to church. <laughs> So we, we, I was raised a Baptist. So <laughs> we figured we found a Baptist church, probably in the Yellow Pages. Or through some, maybe some sort of recommendation. Well, who in the world recommended us to go to this church? They obviously wanted us to die in hell. Because the first time we went in, well, I think we only went there once, but we... we we tried to get out because we were sitting in someone else's seat and we had to move someone else you know, and there was someone else's pew and all that deal. And, and, and they, we were the first young, we were only in our 20s, we were the first young people they'd seen for generations. <laughs> My wife was pregnant and it's like, oh, we've got a family come here. Well, we, we made haste like <laughs> Mary did uh, when she heard the, that she was uh, going to have Jesus. You made haste to the hills. We made haste back to our house. But we could have saw Twitter and we found another church, found some good friends there and, um, you know, a good, good doctor. We need a doctor because uh, Suzanne was pregnant and all that sort of thing. But we, made, we could have easily said, well, okay, there's, there is some good stuff comes out of that, but it was a stupid thing to do. It's a silly thing to do because, you know, we, we never gave it the thought. We just wanted to... Get away. I don't know why we did it, really. Stupid. But you see, so we could, we could have easily got to the place where we said, okay, well, this was, this, 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 is God in this? Is God in this? Is God in this? Is God in this? But I don't, you know, God is everywhere we are. Of course, he's in us and he's in our, he helps us with our stupid mistakes. 
uh, and works with us because he's God and he's gracious and he's wonderful and he's amazing. And we're just stupid. See, as we start living out our new year, I'm sure it's your desire, it's my desire to live it Christ-centered. It's our desire, you know, we don't want to make silly decisions. We want to live it Christ-centered. We see what God is doing in, in, around the world. We see what God is doing in the lives of people in, in, amongst us. We see what God is able to do in our life. It's like Gideon said, where are the miracles that our fathers talked about? Because they were real. They were real. God is real. God is real. So, you know, as we live Christ-centered, you know, we're desperate to see God move, to, to move forward and to see him move in our lives. We, we know what God can do. We're seeing God do things regularly for us, you know, as, as believers in, in, a, in, a, in a way. Some are bigger than others. Some seem, you know, smaller. Some seem bigger. But God is doing incredible things. I thank God for what he's done in and through us over this last year, 2018. Sometimes we look at 2018, but it was difficult here and it was difficult there. But look at this breakthrough we were able to achieve. Look at what God did here. Look at what God did there. So as we start out a new year, I'm sure our desire is to live Christ-centered so we can live that rich and that satisfying life which he came to give us. John chapter 10 and verse 10, the second part of it says, He came that we may have life and have it in all its fullness or have a rich and a satisfying life. That's God's desire. That's why he came. That's, what, that's part of the reason he came, so we can live out a rich and satisfying 2019. <laughs> that's part of the reason that he came. For us to be able to live out a rich and a satisfying 2019. The thief's purpose is to come, steal, and destroy. Jesus, my purpose is that you may have life, rich and satisfying life. Part of the reason he came is for us to live out a rich and a satisfying 2019. And church, God has ordered a good journey ahead of you. He's ordered a good journey ahead of you. He's ordered a good journey ahead of you. Look at me this morning and say, he's, he's ordered a good journey ahead of you. A good journey. He's a good God. And he orders good things for you. You're, you're on his radar. You're on, you're, you're, on, you're on his map. Psalm 37 verse 23 and 24 says, The steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. He delights in his way. He delights in what he has for you. He spread out before you an incredible 2019. And he delights in what he has given you, what he's made available to you. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like it's, it's, it's uniquely designed for you. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall... He shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hands or her with his hands. Isn't God good? 
Isn't God good? He has a great plan for your life. He has all steps which he's ordered for you. He's his purpose for you before the foundation of time. You know, but he knows, of course, that we are living out our life as human beings. We're living out our life as people who are living out our life in the flesh. You know, we are a new creation. And this life which I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who died and gave himself for me. You know, we're living it out in the flesh. And so the times when we fall, when we struggle, when we stumble, when we when we struggle a little bit, when we make some silly mistakes, the Bible says, "He he he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hands." Church, if you've been a Christian any length of time, you'll know that life comes with challenges that we'd rather avoid. And of course, we, we live life, if we live life with wisdom, and we live life being able to hear from God, you know, we, we will avoid a lot, of those, a lot of those things which cause us to, to, to miss out on what God has for us. We, we, we recognize a lot of stuff that comes at us, try and distract us as challenges. And we can avoid, as we, as we grow in our walk with God, you know, we become way more, if you like, savvy to the things of, to the way to live our life. So we make, we make better decisions. We make better choices. We, we know more of the Word of God. We have a greater understanding. We're able to hear from God. Well, you know, many believers, they, they struggle in hearing from God. And sometimes that's something we have to learn, we have to develop, we have to grow in, we have to, you know, cultivate a, a, a way of being, our way of being able to hear what God is saying. Hear His voice to us. You know, some of those challenges we go through, we, we have yet, and you've been through, we have yet to understand. But when we trust God, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. You see, we are called according to His purpose. He has a purpose for us. How many of you recognize and know that you're called? That you're called of God according to His purpose. You know, some of it, you know, we rather was, you know, our, His purpose sort of grates a little bit against our purpose and how we want, think we should be living out our life. And if you like the brand of, of, of Christianity that we're, that we're looking to live. But we know that all things work together. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. That all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose. And so when the steps of a good man, the steps of a righteous man, are ordered by God, and he delights in his ways, and though he fall, he shall not be, not be utterly cast down, but he will uphold him. You see, we know that all things are working together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. He has a purpose for us. He has a plan for our life. He has a destiny for us. He has something for us to live for. But it's forward. It's ahead of us. And some of the things he has ahead for you in 2019, you know, he's, you, you recognize his calling. You recognize his purpose. But he's, he's, all things will work together for good. You know, if we approach 2019 wanting to serve God, wanting to walk in his paths, wanting to walk in his purpose and trusting him, you know, some things will broadside on us and try and take us out. But all things will work together for good for those who are called of God, or those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And when Paul is talking about the importance of honoring God with your finances, he says in 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8, he says, and God is able 
And God is able to make all grace abound. Church, he, he's graced us. He's graced us to be able to walk in his purpose and fulfill his plans for our life. You know, if, you, if you're called, if you believe you've got a calling, now you need to know that God is gracing you, has graced you to, to fulfill that calling, fulfill that purpose. So, and, and, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, always having all sufficiency. In all things may have an abundance for every good work. And he's talking there specifically about giving, but that applies to everything which he has purpose for us to do. And he is able to make all grace abound towards us. For by grace we have been saved through faith. It's the gift of God. It's not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand for us to walk in. For by grace we have been saved. All those things which he has prepared for us to walk in, you know, he has graced us to do them, to fulfill them. Some of the times all we need to do is just step out in faith, believing that he's able to make all grace abound. I saw somebody being interviewed on the way to a, a, a meeting, a, a miracle meeting, a healing meeting the other day. He says, well, how do you know you're going to be fit? How do you know, how do you know, how do you know you're going to be healed? Because I believe. Because I believe. Because I believe. And we can, we can believe and we can have faith for our salvation. The greatest thing that could ever, the greatest transformation that could ever take place in our life. A sinner being forgiven. Maybe you hear this morning there's some things you need to be forgiven for. And accept his forgiveness. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, where's our belief? How far does our belief go today? God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. So to start a year, to step into a new year, and we're still just really stepping into the new year. And for many people, it's just another day. But for, me, but for, but for you, maybe stepping into a new year is just stepping into a time when you can draw a line over something from the past and step into something from the, for the future. Step into something new. And it's a good time to make some decisions. You know, people talk about making New Year resolutions, and those New Year resolutions last for about a week before we slip back into, back into the default mode we've always liked to live our life in. That which we're comfortable with, that which we've been seasoned to live, that which is easy for us, that which doesn't take too, many, too, much, have too much strain on us, that doesn't take too much effort for us because it's easy to slip, slip back. Anybody made any New Year's resolutions? Maybe you don't call them resolution. You just call them just I made a new few year, year a decision. Yeah, a few you made some decisions. Anybody make a decision that you've already slipped back? 
Now I ask you, oh, it's cool. You've managed, imagine how, you've managed how many days? 13, is it? Is it 13 days? It's a good time to make decisions and say, okay, I'm going to, I saw somebody, they're going to they're gonna read so many books a month. They're going to, uh, you know, just focus on something and just do some things differently just to get into what, get into, just to bring some more positive stuff into their life. You know, cut some things out and various things. So to start a year, say, I'm going to walk through this year strong and triumphantly is actually God. So for you to be able to say, okay, I'm going to step, step out in, in 2019. I'm going to walk this year. You know, I'm going to step out this year. I'm going to make this year. You know, it's going to be, I'm going to be, live, it, live it strong. I'm going to follow through some of these good decisions I made. I'm going to live it triumphantly. That's actually God. That's actually thinking the way God thinks, thinks towards you. See, sometimes we don't think the way God thinks, to, thinks towards us. Because we're, we're, we're so full of ourselves. We're so full of our opinions. We're so full of maybe the way we've been raised or the culture that we've sort of been, are so used to. God's design is for you to live strong. His design is for you to live triumphantly. See, so, so we need to know that God has a plan for our journey. Because God, God wants his purpose, he has a purpose, he has a plan for you. He wants his purpose fulfilled in you, and he wants his purpose fulfilled through you. See, when his purpose is fulfilled in us, it can be fulfilled through us. If there's nothing in us, there's nothing to go through. If, 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 the, if, if what takes place on the inside of us, what was that scripture you read from Psalm? David said, my soul is, I move my soul. Towards you. Wow. <laughs> I move my soul towards you. See, when our soul is moved towards Him, He can live in us. And when He's living in us, He can move through us. If you've got nothing in you, what have you got to give? Jesus said in his commission, he says, go into all the world, preach the gospel, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. He spoke that to, to his, the, the believers of that time. He's speaking it to the believers of this time. I'm sending you my Holy Spirit to fill you with power so that there's something in you to flow through you. So he, got, he wants his purpose fulfilled in us and through us. And in that, you see, he has direction for you. He has direction for you. He, he will provide the grace for every situation you face. So if, if, you, if you face a situation, you can, you can either... 
accept that grace through faith to make a difference in that situation. Do you hear what I'm saying? You face a situation. And you can either accept His grace by faith, for by grace you have been saved through faith. It's the gift of God, not of works as anyone should boast. We can either accept it or reject it. And most of the time, I think we just walk past. And we can walk away. And yet God is putting something right in front of us, right there for us, which, which He wants us to do, where He wants us to make a difference, where He wants us to see victory. Because He is directing our steps. He directs our steps. How many believe God directs your steps? See, if we believe God directs his ste- our steps, and he, he then is providing us the grace to fulfill his purpose. Psalm 37 from the Amplified, verse 23 and 24 says, The steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. And blesses his path. When he falls, he will not be hurled down. Because the Lord is the one who holds his hand and sustains him. It's all in that scripture. It's all right there. The, Lord, the steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established by the Lord. And he delights in his way and blesses his path. When he falls, he will not be hurled down because the Lord is the one who holds his hand and sustains him. You know, he knows the good and righteous people will stumble. Because this life which we now live in the flesh, we're living by faith in the Son of God who died and gave himself for us. Good and righteous people fall Good and righteous people stumble. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean to say you're not going to fall. You're not going to stumble. I know good people. You know, I'm not a good person, but, you know, I know good people. I've got good people. Who, people who Suzanne and I have looked upon and think, you know, yeah, they're good people. They're good, godly, God-fearing people. And yet suddenly you come along and you suddenly find, you know, Suzanne, she called me the other day. I feel like she says, you're going to be shocked what I'm going to tell you. And what are you going to tell me? This You're going to be shocked when you tell me, when she tells me. And I was shocked. It was about somebody who, who had a struggle. Somebody who had a struggle. But a good, a good and God-fearing Person, a person who I looked upon and said, You are a God fearing, righteous person, living good, you know, wisdom, you know, somebody who's, who'd actually supported us through a tough time. And I was shocked. But the Bible says, You know, we are just living out this life in the flesh. And although he stumbles, although he may fall, and church, if you're someone who's, who's fallen, you know, don't get discouraged because God is a God who doesn't let his people out of his hands. Amen. 
He doesn't let people out of his hands. You know, years ago, we were in a church with the youth leaders there, and we got a phone call one Friday night or Saturday night, I think it was. We were getting ready for Sunday morning. Got a phone call on a Saturday night. You've got to come to this meeting because we've got to tell you something. It's not, you're not going to be good. And it, it shook the church. Because of what we had, who we had considered this good and righteous man, you know, had, had stumbled, had fallen. But God doesn't forget his kids. Amen. Amen. God doesn't forget his kids. And when he falls, not if, not if he falls, and when he falls. It's inevitable. We're trying to live out this life in Christ in our flesh. When he falls, when you, when you mess up, when you go crazy, when you go able, when you do dumb things, when he falls, he will not be hurled down because the Lord is the one who holds his hand and sustains him and sustains him. And maybe everybody else may disappear. Maybe everybody else may forsake you. But the God of heaven, he is the one who sustains. He is the one who is holding your hand. If he wasn't, where would we be? What a hopeless mess we'd be in. And he loves restoring people. He loves restoring. He loves bringing people back to the place where they're meant to be. It's like the parable of the prodigal son. He messed up. He ate pig food on McDonald's. He ended up in a pigsty. <laughs> groveling around the ground. Dirty, filthy, nothing to eat, in a total mess. And you think, if I could just get back to my father's at least if I was one of his servants, that would be better than where I am right now. I've messed up. I've thrown everything away. I've been dumb. I've got involved in all sorts of stuff which I shouldn't have got involved in. But when he eventually makes his way back, his father is waiting there for him because the father is the one who sustains him. He may have gone physically holding his hand, but he's continually looking out for him, looking out for him every day, looking out for him. When he saw him on the there you are. I've been expecting you. I've been expecting you to reach out. Maybe you're here this morning, you need to reach out. Maybe that's for somebody today. You need to reach out. You feel like you've fallen. You feel like you've lost it. You feel like you've messed up. Yeah, but, but when he falls, but when he falls, he will not be hurled down. God's not given up on you yet. He's not given up. Other people may have got frustrated with you. Other people may have given up on you. Other people may have said you're a hopeless case. Uh, but he's not given you up. He has not hurled you down. Because the Lord is the one who holds his hand, your hand, and he is the one who sustains you. See, the righteous people fall. The righteous people stumble. But you see, even though through Jesus we have been made righteous, you know, we don't always walk very righteously, do we? Well, I don't anyway. I know you're all perfect. But, you know, even though we've been made righteous, how many have been made righteous through Jesus? Well, maybe we need to pray for salvation. How many have been made righteous in Jesus? 
Okay. Been made righteous in Jesus. You know, but, but how many of you, how many of you all have been made righteous? How many of you, li- how many of you all live righteously all the time? Not all the time. <laughs> Not all the time. But you see, because of what God has invested in us. So you need to know that God has invested something in you. His son. He's invested something in you. He's, he's, he's put himself on the line and invested something in you, in Jesus, his only son. For whosoever believes in him would not perish but would have everlasting life. Would not perish but would have everlasting life. He's invested something in you. He, 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 because of what he has invested in you, his son, he doesn't want us to fall. But he wants us to succeed in everything that he has purposed for us. He wants us to succeed. He wants our 2019 to be a successful year. Living out his purpose. He he knows the plans that he has for us. The steps of a righteous man are ordained by God, and he delights in his ways. Though he falls, he will not be cast down. He knows the plans for your 2019. In Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, you probably know this scripture very well and you can recite it, but for I know the thoughts. Speaking of Jeremiah and his calling, as I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I know the plans I have for you. I know the vision I have for you. I know the purpose I put in you. I know the gifting that is there. I know the desires of your hearts. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and hope. He knows those things. He knows those things. And so when he looks upon us as we step out in a, in a new year of 2019, you know, we're thinking of all these things. And you, we need to know that if we're living for God, the thoughts and the plans that we have, you know, sync up with what he has for us. Now, some of the things, things we think about, we, if, if we've been living for God for any length of time, if we know something of the word of God, we will know the cuckoo things that come into our minds. We will know when something, you know, we will know that when an opportunity comes for us, something tempts us in some sort of way, an opportunity comes, and we have an opportunity to say yes or to say no with the free choice that he's left us with. And we know whether that's stupid or not. And, and maturity doesn't come with age, by the way. I know some nutty 60-year-olds. who make crazy decisions. But I know some 25-year-olds, some 20-year-olds, some 30-year-olds. And I know some... How old is Sophia? She's just been eight. She's writing out her tithe envelope 
on the floor in the dark. I don't know how she can see what she's doing. But she's, and then she has to run to get the bug because we're so desperate to get it away out of the way because everybody's done. She's still going. <laughs> she knows the right thing to do. She knows the right thing to do. See, we know. We can, if, if we're filtering our, our, our thoughts through the word of God, for mindset on things above, not on things beneath. We're filtering our thoughts through the things of God. You know, the, the thoughts and plans that we have will come into sync with a lot of the things that God has for us. Because we're hearing His voice. See, He knows those things. And church, you have all the power you need available to you to fulfill the purposes and the plans that God and you have for your, your forward direction. It's available to you. All the power is available to you. I love what Peter says in Second Peter 1 and verse 1 through 4. It says, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Christ Jesus. How do you start your emails? <laughs> you know, how many emails start hi? Where did hi come into communication? Of an email? Hey. Oh, hey, I don't even, even read someone that said hey. You know, I would reject that. Hiya, hun. Dear. Get thou behind me. <laughs> hey, hi. Imagine, imagine the apostle Peter writing, Hiya. To those who have been ordained. <laughs> I believe, you know, Peter is just establishing who he is. You need to take note of who this email is from. You need to know who's, who's speaking to you. Sometimes, sometimes we reject what God wants to speak to us because we don't hear who it's coming from. Now, sometimes we don't hear what God is speaking to us because we don't hear who it's coming through. Well, let's just Pastor Steve, Suzanne. Pastor Suzanne, that's just one of our girls. That's just Jolene or Lauren or... The Apostle is establishing who, who is speaking where it's coming from. Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Some would say, I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. Some, some, some would say, oh, Peter, I am someone who's surrendered all. To Christ. And an apostle of Jesus Christ. You know, it took Peter a long time to get in your mind. Not as long as some of us. <laughs> Peter is the one who Jesus said, get behind me, you're the devil. You'd think that had been enough to have him leave the church, wouldn't you? <laughs> Not speaking to you again. Delete you from Facebook. <laughs> he thought he was doing the right thing, cutting someone's ear off, protecting Jesus. Jesus, 
stupid thing to do. You know, what do you think? Where's love come into this? Where's that here anyway? It's given us just done. Peter, who in the world do you say thinking I am? Well, you're hearing all these other people. You're, you're hanging around these people who think I'm a prophet, who think I'm a good man, who think I'm this. Well, who do you say that I am? Ah, that's when Peter got it. But in, <laughs> you're Christ, not the living God. You didn't get that from Googling it. You got it from heaven. Well, flesh and blood this didn't reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. That's where he got it from. He got it in his spirit. And now you've got it. And on this rock, I can build my church. And on this revelation, now you know exactly who I am, where I'm from, you know, the calling on my life. Now you know who is speaking to you. I can build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. And you've got power to bind and to loose. Woo! Didn't stop Peter saying, oh no, when he heard the cockadoodle-doo, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. <laughs> Lift his hand. So Peter gets this place. I'm just um, backtracking there a little bit and going a bit of a rabbit trail. Uh, Peter, a bondservant of the apostle of Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith, He's talking to people who would say, who'd say they're the same sort of people. They're the same sort of person. They're the same, kind of same understanding. To those who have light, precious faith, with us, by the righteousness of God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. It says, you guys, you, you've got the same as me. You know, it is available to us. The power of God is on the inside of me. It's on the inside of you. You know, the things which he's promised for us, the promises of God, which are yes and in him are amen, are available to us. They're available to us. Come on. Thanks be to God who has given us the power. Church, you've got the power to fulfill the purposes and the plans that God has for you in 2019. They're incredible. Things are going to come up for you in opportunities in 2019 that you're just going to step into. They're going to be there. He has empowered you to step into those things. By grace, you have been saved through faith. It's not the works of men. It's a gift of God. And as you live forward into this new year, come on, you can live forward in Him with triumphant procession. With triumphant procession. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. In, a, in your position in Christ, you are in a place of triumph. Where, are, where is he? Where are you? Says, and in Ephesians says, and we have been raised up with him and we are seated with him in heavenly places. Our position in Christ is enabling us to be all that he's called us to be. 
It's enabling us to go through situations, and thanks be God, who always leads us in triumph. You know, you may go through hell in some seasons of your life in 2019. You know, you don't know what's going to come and try and get, take you out. You don't know what's going to try and mess you up. You don't know what's going to try and discourage you. But you need to know that in Christ, you can live in triumphant procession. You can, come, you can go through something and come out on the other side victorious. God is good. He is always for you. Even though you pass through the valley of the shadow of death, you need not fear any evil, for he is with you. He's your rock and your, rock and your staff, and he will comfort you. Because he will always lead you in triumphant procession in Christ. Your position in Christ is powerful. How many of you recognize your position in Christ? How many of you believe that, you're going to view that God has got some good things in store for you for 2019? How many of you want your 2019 to not take you out, but to take you in? Well, let's stand on our feet this morning as we close out this morning because God is in the house today. He wants to touch people's lives. He wants to empower us. You know, he wants to bring triumph in the areas where there seems not to be triumph. He wants to bring victory in the places where there seems to have been messed up. You know, if you're here this morning, you want your 2019 to be empowered by God. You know, you come to the right place this morning. He always will lead you in triumph. He will always lead you in Christ. And through us, he diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Man alive, you coming through in triumph will diffuse the fragrance of his presence. You coming through with victory will diffuse the fragrance of his presence. You know, when you walk into a situation, you know, the atmosphere should change. Not just because of your perfume or your aftershave, baby, the atmosphere must change. As heaven comes and touches your situation, heaven comes and touches your world. You know, we believers, we pray your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, we're conduits to the current of the power of God. But if we're not living in triumph, we're just going to be living. People, someone look at the church and think, what a messed up load of people. They're weak and feeble. Just using God as a crutch. Anybody ever heard that? You know, he's just not normal. You know, we're the most normal people on earth. Because they're children of the most high God. The one who created it. The one who created us. And he always leads us in triumph. In Christ Jesus. Always leads us in triumph. In Christ Jesus. And through us. Through us, I believe, living in victory. Through us living with a testimony. Through us coming through those situations that we look back on and think, man, why in the world did that happen to me? Where is God in that? He's, he is triumphing in that in some degree for you to bring a testimony, to, for you to bring witness of the goodness and the grace of God and through you diffuse the fragrance of the knowledge in every place. Every place. Not just in church on a Sunday morning. Not just in your home when you're cuddled together. Not just in a life room. Not just in a meeting when you're just a few of you just gathered together comfortably in a niceness. But in every place. Sometimes we forget God is in every place. We put God in a box. Get him out over here, but we don't get him out over there. In every place. In every place. In every place. The good steps of a good righteous man are ordained by God. And he delights in their ways. In your ways. He delights in your ways. Though he fall, he will not be utterly cast down. For he will lift him and hold him in his hand. We know we're righteous. 
we're not always living very righteously, are we? Someone's thinking that's where the crunch comes, but He's given us everything. He's made available everything that pertains to God, to power to. He's given us all power that pertains to life and godliness. He's given us everything we need to live righteously, to make those right decisions. And we're making those right decisions consistently, continually throughout our 2019. We will see ourselves living in triumphant procession and diffusing His fragrance in every place, in every place, in every place. So we have to. Our part is 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 doing the right thing and living righteously. As people who are born again, filled with the Spirit of God, it's our choice. Have you here this morning? Say, I, I, my desire is to live righteously in 2019. Father, I pray for every person, every person, Lord God, who has a desire this 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 day to say, okay, I, I'm I'm doing everything what I can. I know you've got a plan for my life. I know you've got purpose. You're giving me vision. You've given me uh, direction. You're 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 with me. You're for me. My desire is that your presence and your fragrance be diffused in every place. Lord, I'm fulfilling my purpose which you have for me. So Lord, I need your strength to live right before you. I need your strength to live right. Father, I pray every person who has a desire to live righteously before God. But I pray that you would strengthen them, that you would empower them with your spirit. You'd equip and you sustain, Lord God. I pray that you'd come alongside and you'd, you'd speak and you'd direct, Lord God. I pray for every person who has desire to live right before you this day in Jesus' mighty name. So the visions are fulfilled. Purpose is, is, is achieved, Father. Oh, Lord, I pray for every person in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. His presence is here this morning. If you're here this morning, need a touch from God. If you need a touch or if you need healing in your body, if you need something to take place, if you need something to take place in your life, I don't want to leave this place this morning without giving God the opportunity to minister to, minister to someone's faith this morning, to meet with somebody at their point of need, touch someone's life today in Jesus' name. Just come right to the front right now if you need prayer for anything.